What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. We made it to Friday. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. I played a short intro just so we can get into this show. Um, and this one's going to be those shows, you know, we're, we're talking about how issues affect men. All right. How issues affect men. I got to take my Apple watch off. It's just getting buzzing me right now. But uh, how these issues affect men, we're going to go back into uh, another broadcast about what's going on overseas or over in Eastern Europe right now. It's a pretty hot topic. And I decided to tailor the topic based on some issues that might affect you here in the United States of America. So what we're going to do here, I know people are going to join us as we're doing this stream. This can't, and I'm going to have a period for people to call in. What I'm going to do is, I'm going to talk about the four issues. Let me see here. I think I have four issues that men, yes, four issues that young men between the ages of 15 and 30 need to be paying attention to, okay, in this situation. Because I know you might not be interested in what's going on over there. It's way over there. It's out of your mind. It's not affecting you at the moment. Um, but we're going to talk about how this is going to affect you in the generation that you belong in now. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but definitely into the future. All right. And so one thing that I want to say here is that we will talk a little bit about history of the things that are going on there related to this con uh, conflict. But what we have to know is um, a lot of people are ignorant of history or they know little history or they know little or they don't care about history or they know very little about what's going on over there. And I will preface that by saying not a lot of us even know our history here in the United States. All right. So let's just get that off the table right now. We struggle with history here in the United States. Not everything is pretty much clear. It depends on what perspective you're talking to talking about. If you're talking about from the colonizer, from the oppressor's mind state of history, then you get one perspective. If you get if you're talking about the people that have been oppressed and had their history erased, well, then you get a completely different perspective of history. So saying that, knowing that coming in, and I know some late bloomers are going to come in on this uh, conversation. They're going to say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, first of all, not a lot of people know what they're talking about when it comes to American history. OK, not when American history is concerned. Most people don't even know what they're talking about. OK, so in this conversation, we're going to talk about a little bit of history related to World War One, World War Two, the economics in between those particular wars, the Great War, and then going into World War Two, how one more one impacted World War Two or how World War Two was derived directly from the results of World War One and how the United States played a part in World War One and Two, how they were dragged into it. Number two, and then not only that, not only that, we're going to talk about how these things could actually repeat themselves from this particular conflict. All right, so there's going to be a lot to digest here, a very lot, a lot to digest in here. And if you have questions, go ahead and super chat them. If you're completely ignorant or uh, about it, go ahead and super chat them. Let's see if I can help you with the answer. Uh, based on what I know, or someone else can help you with the answer. All right. I don't claim that I'm not from the Ukraine. I'm not from Russia. I do have an interest in what's going on over there. And I do know some people that come from there. And those people probably know slightly more than you. Some of them don't know anything. And some of them have been fed particular messages from said countries on both sides about what's going on over there. All right. So not everyone's getting this 100% right. All right. Um, just so you know. But there are some people that are a lot more detail oriented about this situation and they're better information sources than you could get from 
um, and particularly uh, your mainstream media. Okay, your mainstream media is not giving you the full picture on this one. So it's difficult to uh, get your information from those particular sources. So whatever you're going to tell me back on this one, please do not say your source is any of the mainstream media outlets. All right, because they're going to give you what point number three will be on this one. So anyway, let me do the super chats. Um, do the super chats on this one. Shout out to David McFarland in the building. And uh, what did you say? I'm going to this screen. He says, careful of the Ukrainian women coming over for a comfy bed and meals while your father, brother, and husbands and sons are forced to stay. We're going to talk about that one. That's going to be one of the points that I want men, men to understand. And women, lady, if you're here, ladies, if you're here, you can come in here. Um, um, You can come in here and talk about this. He says, you two playing with channels that tell the truth? Of course they are. I mean, listen, I've been already played with. Pause. <laughs> oh, first of all, and I, second of all, I want to say shout out. I want to say shout out to the people who serve in this country. All right. A lot of times, uh, shout out to the men and women who serve in the military forces in our country. You're taking a, a step, a gamble um, in, in life that many of us Americans take for granted and we have not done. So I want to shout these people out for whatever reason you joined the military for, uh, whether you wanted to be there or whether you were uh, paid to be there, or whether you were encouraged, you know, they, they said you were going to get a GI Bill out of it. Whatever reason you're there, you're doing things to a level that most um, most of us Americans will never do. And so we want to shout you out. You guys go through things uh, that most civilians don't really, we, we would never even do any of the things that you guys do. So I want to shout out the people uh, that definitely are out there in American forces, because I know you guys are in a heightened sense of alert, a heightened sense of alert recently, because while you're not being immediately taken into this conflict, you guys know that you're going to have to deploy here in very short order if you have not got your orders uh, related to this conflict. So shout out to you guys out there um, and shout out to all the reservists. Shout out to Salt Media in the building. Shout out to you. I think it's, is it Sal's? I said Salt's. It's Sal's media. Shout out to you. Maryland guy said the Russians captured Europe's biggest nuclear plant. And uh, that is a significant capture, as we've heard on the mainstream media. I think I think sometimes the mainstream media have wanted, they wanted, I think, for, for optics reasons and to be able to sell viewership uh, or interest in Americas because they know our attention span is so short. I think they were hoping that the Russians would just came come in in full sweep into Kiev uh, in relative short order, meaning within uh, speaking of order, uh, I'm I'm talking about like in three days. I mean, I think it was three days max. Our attention span as Americans, we gave it three days, and after three days, we pretty much lost interest. Although they're trying to keep us interested, um, they're now saying that because it didn't happen in the first three days. Uh, Russia's military might is not on full display and they may be, be getting pushback while they may be getting pushback over there. I think uh, I think Putin is a little bit more uh, strategic in how he's going to take. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure it did cost them a little bit many lives that they thought uh, maybe they underestimated them. But since it didn't happen in three days and they weren't able to say, oh, look at these poor Europeans over here. Look at these poor blonde and blue eyes getting invaded and in, in their capital. Take. Since that didn't happen. A lot of Americans are holding back. I mean, they lost complete attention on this one. And now we return back to what 
we, we what we were doing. And now the narrative is that the Russians are losing in this particular battle, which I'm going to say absolutely not. We know that's not the case. All right. Uh, it may be strategic. You guys know these uh, wars are not fought in three quarters and four quarters like football games. They be, they can take years. All right. And we'll talk about that. They can take years to actually filter out who's doing what. Um, and uh, three days ain't enough to say, hey, the rush is taking the L. And by the way, let me just say this. Let me say this. Um, somebody put in the comment section right before I came on. Uh, yeah, they're surrounding. Obviously, yeah, they're surrounding. Um, and they're doing strategic. They're taking out airports so people can't flee. They're closing down highways and avenues for people to not flee. Um, they're surrounding. They're, they're doing a lot of things. And I'm not a military battalion commander, but I will say this. Uh, very few countries could be taken over in three days. All right. Except for, uh, well, yeah, very few of them. And uh, for them to not be taken over within seven days or eight days is not out of the ordinary, I'm sure. Uh, but I do want to say this. I was going to say something. Oh, I do want to say this. Somebody said, it seems like we are um, the the manosphere or the red pill sometime. Some, you know, we're whatever, whatever uh, the mainstream media spins, we would go the opposite way in that we would sub be, somehow be some sort of Russian sympathizers on this one. Um and uh, I, I found that comment actually interesting in that many of the Red Pill's philosophies um, have been counter to communist influence in the West. <laughs> OK, I, I'm kind of trying to figure this out. So you're saying we're supposed to be Russian communist sympathizers. And at the same time, many of us have expounded, uh, have done research and philosophies saying that communism was has infiltrated America. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Make it make sense. I mean, if we're supposed to be anti all of these, uh, you know, uh, subversive, um, subversive agendas that have come through America, how are we supposed to be sympathizers over there for the communists? I mean, come on, bro. What? Which one is it going to be? And so, I, I often find people's, uh, you know, you know, their their commentary odd. Like, <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's see here. And, and, oh, I wanted to add one more thing historically to that. I want to ask, I want to add one more thing historically for that. Okay. One more thing historically to that is, I don't know if you know, in the previous great wars, World War I and World War II, we fought as allies to Russia. Okay. I don't know if a lot of people um, know that either. A lot of, I mean, World War I. In World War II, our allies in both of those wars was Russia. All right. As much as we believe that Russia and America has been at war with each other and we had a Cold War because after the nuclear fallout over in Japan, it was very clear that everybody had access to these nuclear weapons. And then the next time Russia and America got into a conflict, it was related to our advances trying to get to the moon our competitions in building up a great military industrial complex, then Russia putting missiles into Cuba. Previously, United States putting Russia, I mean, missiles into areas near the borders of Russia. And then you had this great Cold War or over a 40-year period. So it's pretty odd that a lot of us believe that we were counter to Russia for a lot of years, but it really was a short period of time historically that the United States and Russia have been against each other. All right. Um, uh, here we go here. Uh, but yeah, um, times change. 
the the first and second world war germany was was against the united states in in essence and germany declared war in world war one and two against the united states and then also then now germany's an ally isn't that crazy history's crazy <laughs> all right fat single mom says coach are your listeners your simps no the listeners are the coach gang in the building shout out to you Old dog says, uh, coach, if, if you have time, please play this one minute meme wrestling meets World War Three. Thanks. Keep it up. Well, I have to preview it. I have to preview it because if it has any copyrighted material. Then it's easily for them to copyright me. Uh, Maryland guy says buy the dip. All right. Uh, in there. And Halo Strike says awesome stream this a.m. Uh, this morning, coach. Um, he says, hold the line, gents. Women are very quickly, quietly. Wait a minute. Quiet? Women are very quiet with their equality talks right now under the current threat of war. Well, yeah, I definitely did a stream on that, calling the those people out, saying I'm a housewife. I belong in the kitchen. Men are better than me. Uh, it's very much predictable behavior. And uh, this is the first time since the Roman Empire that we've seen such behavior and the biggest flip-flop in the history of the world in which people have gained prominence politically, socially, economically, all under the threat of silencing men and pushing men to the side, disenfranchising men and claiming for equality. And then at the threat of war, that all goes away. <laughs> they, they quiet as hell right now. They quiet as a church mouse. Or you can hear a mouse piss on cotton right now, as they say. There's a whole bunch of phrases that you can say right now. All right, so let me uh, pop this up real quick. Let me pop that. Let me pop that thing. Um. I want to say for the generations of people, millennials, Generation Z, a lot of you guys for the first time are seeing what war looks like. All right. Even uh, Generation Xers, uh, we came out of threats of war. We gave a lot of times of periods of war. We remember probably if you're Gen X, you remember Desert Shield, Desert Storm in the 90s, Whitney Houston singing at the Super Bowl, right? That whole thing. Um, that was probably the biggest flare up in recent history. Although that was against another country that didn't really have nuclear weapons. It's been a long time since America and the world has had somewhat nuclear powers both awakened in that one could hit the other. All right. All the other stuff have been conflicts with mostly brown countries where you didn't really care about the people. Now we're talking about, again, Eastern Europe. And let me just say something again. Historically, this country has been the least stable uh, European, white, Caucasian, Caucasus Mountain uh, territories in the history of damn the world. You, I mean, other than the Middle East, this region of the country, this region of the world has all, always been in turmoil. Always been in turmoil. So a lot of people think this stuff is new. And they're like, how can these people invade these people? It's modern time. We should live and let live. These people been at war for a long time, brothers. And um, what Americans have to understand is um, you guys have grown up in times. Here's a list of wars. And you, got, you guys are growing up in times of great stability. You haven't seen the conflict like your grandfathers and your great grandfathers and grandmothers and such have seen conflict. America is a new, new, uh, a new industrial, military industrial power as of World War I and World War II. All right, prior to that, we were beefing with small countries, small dust-ups and skirmishes. We actually went to war with ourselves, all right? Mm. All right? Less than 100 years before the World War II happened, we were at war with ourselves, all right? So it's been very, it hasn't been a very long time. Uh, 
uh, uh, years wise, but in terms of the current generations of young people, you haven't seen no dust ups. You guys have seen mostly skirmishes. Skirmishes. You haven't seen the day to day war stuff. Now, let's take this into consideration. Eastern European, Eastern Europe, they've been at war forever, bro. Forever and ever. A matter of fact, it was the high, it was the, the touch point of World War One, and it was the touch point of World War Two. All right, mostly Eastern and Western Europe. They've been fighting like the cats and dogs for forever, bro. And matter of fact, if you take the bust up of Yugoslavia and the Croatia and Bosnia and Croatia and um uh Serbia, come on, man. They've been they've been fighting the 10-year wars, they've been fighting for forever, bro. Okay, they've been fighting for that area forever. So the people are like, what, what's going on over there? What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you talk what? They've been fighting for forever. Matter of fact, let me just give you a quick piece of history here. All right, I talked about this in World War One. We'll talk about World War II. World War One initially was escalated with a um with a Bosnian person, or no, no, no. Uh yeah, but I think it was a Bosnian person who took out an Austrian-Hungarian. Uh, the, the the what would be the prime minister of the king, the archduke, or Ferdinand, assassination there. And then it escalated into then Germany saying, hey, I'm going to have your back, Austria, hungry. Okay, and then everybody else started turning on each other, right? Russia started saying, hey, you got their back, I got your back. And then everybody else escalated. All right, and then in World War II, then you had essentially what happened was Germany started invading the western parts of Europe, and then they went east into Poland, and then Russia woke up. All right, so a lot of these things have been going on for forever, right? For forever. So this is nothing new. They've been destabilized. They've been a destabilized section of the world for a long time. And I think the problem is, I think what's happening is because it's Europeans, people worry, people care. Okay, if this was the Middle East, I don't think people would care that much. If this was somewhere in Africa, I wouldn't think people would care so much. But these are uh, what you would call the first world country. All right. And so you have people that look like you. You have people that uh, operate like you. You have people that live in downtowns. Ukraine, for a long time in this sphere, was referred to as a destination to go to to get women. Now they're crumbling. All right. So, again, uh, these things are people think are absolutely new. But these are old, <laughs> these are <laughs> these are old conflicts dusting up into new conflicts. So this is how steep it goes. And there's much more that you need to know about this before you even take a side. Okay, so here's a the map of what happened in World War uh, II, essentially. Greater Europe and you know who, all right, decided to go into the West and invade. And then France took, a pa- took their pants down and folded up like a cheap suit and then took over Belgium and the Netherlands, all right? Then threatened uh, Italy and Benito Mussolini over there. And then all of a sudden, uh, I'm sorry, didn't threaten them, but then started moving towards the east and invaded Poland, then started World War II. And ironically, this is another reason why you need to pay attention, guys. And this is reason number one. While something may not happen with the United States on this particular fight, what could happen is what happened between World War I in World War II. And we can't say this person's name. Please do not type it in this chat. He's the name of a person that she cannot say in the world. All right. But because of the results, because of the Treaty of Versailles, because of what Germany was susceptible to after the end of World War I, it led to the rise of the person 
who would then command the country of Germany and that person's aspirations and his 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 desire to dominate Europe led to World War II. All right, you can't say his name. You can't say his name. It begins with an H. <laughs> but his the results of World War, this is why you have to pay attention, guys. The war, results of World War I and the economic sanctions and everything that came down on Germany, Germany was basically demolished and devastated. Because of World War I and the Treaty of Versailles, World War I led to the creation of the person who started and escalated World War II. All right, that's what you guys got to understand. That's why you got to pay attention to what's going on. Something might not happen now, but something could happen into the future. Okay, <laughs> everybody's trying to not say his name. So those are important things that need people need to understand in history, in the terms of history right there. Okay, the next thing that people have to understand, I'm going to give you another critical point here. <laughs> people... People are coming up with all kinds of names. You guys are Young Dolph, Young Dolph. Mm. <laughs> all right. His name is not Young Dolph. All right. <laughs> all right. So here's another thing right here. All right. Here's right happened uh, in between after World War One. Okay. And this is where you can say this stuff has been going on forever between these countries or these territories and countries and lands. Uh, right here, how Joseph Stalin starved millions in the Ukrainian famine. So they have a famine that they would call uh, basically one of the worst famines in their in their land's history. This occurred in the the the, um, the 1920s and prior to World War One, in which it is said statistically some three million, almost four million Ukrainians were perished died now if you want to if you want to compare that to how many people they say died in germany all right that's pretty close and so in an effort to uh tamp down collectivism tamp down ukrainian nationalism as part of the soviet union's rise joseph stalin starved out the ukrainians in 1932 to 1933 in its aspirations to get the bigger Soviet Union. Okay, everybody got this. So this dust up that you're seeing, why would Russia go into Ukraine? You guys think that they've been separate and they've been minding their own business the entire time. Not so. These things, these territories are close to each other. That would be like saying, how come people in Nevada don't like people in California? And you just all of a sudden say, yes. Um, some people are talking about it. Holomodar, I can't pronounce it. You know, I'm bad with but 5 million dead, Soviet Union, you know, people have said 5 million, 3 million, 4 million, people have said up to 10 million and such that Joseph Stalin trumps the person that we couldn't name earlier. He trumps him in the amount of people that have died in his region. Okay, so people are like, what? Russia and Ukraine, what's the beef? They've been going through conflict for hundreds of years, bro. Now. Oddly enough, I want to guys show you this. The man we just said in question, Joseph Stalin, again, was an ally with us in World War II. A lot of people don't know this history. So while he was starving people in Ukraine, 
the United States, there's our president, Frederick, Frederick, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, serving four terms, always seated. Winston Churchill here in the United Kingdom, Great Britain. And there's Joseph Stalin right there, brother. There's Joseph Stalin. So we were allies. And now we're not allies so much anymore. But at one point, our president was very close to this president right here. Isn't that interesting? And at the same time, guess what was going on there? He was starving Ukrainians and they were dying like crazy. Isn't that cra isn't it? Isn't history, here we go, unbelievable here it is right here. 13% of the population in Ukraine had died due to this starvation and this uh, inflicted death intentionally by Joseph Stalin. So um, let's, let's look at this real quick. The USSR, you guys don't remember this. Some of you guys don't remember this. Um, I remember in the time where the USSR was pretty much one. Do I have a better map of this one? Here it is right here. Here's a better map. Okay. So again, uh, from 1920 all the way through the 1940s and into the 1980s, Russia, as what you know it as, had consolidated into this Soviet Union, all right, in which the countries near them, the neighbors, were a part of what they would call Russia. OK, and so where you see here, number six, Ukraine, as early as 1990, 91, was a part of Russia or what they would call the Soviet Union. But it was broken up at the end of the Cold War. Right. And then also the countries neighboring it was a part of the Soviet Union as well. All right. A lot of people don't really realize this. So you have all of the countries here, Belarus, which is a Russian ally at this particular point and there's been said that russia has put missiles in there they were a part of the soviet union ukraine here was a part of the soviet union and you have a lot of other countries now here georgia and where stalin was born in georgia but he eventually became the uh the the dictator of the soviet union you also have lithuania here latvia and then you have um estonia and such and such and then right here is poland right there is poland all right, right below it, then you have France, Italy, and all of the other countries that are going to be neighboring into it where a lot of people are fleeing. Okay, everybody got that. So what was actually, what, what you guys are thinking are just, just happening out of the blue are these people have been in conflict. They've had wars. They've had the Balkan Wars. They've had wars and all of these things for hundreds and hundreds of years. But everybody's telling us like this is absolutely new. Okay, it's not new. Now, if you go in and then say, well, uh, why is Russia tripping? Why is Russia tripping? Well, if you look at the map here, European countries by year they join NATO, this will kind of explain it just a little bit. So take all of the previous conflict out after the Cold War and the, uh, the Soviet Union being broken up into pieces after they were taken over in the 1920s. Now they're being broken up in pieces in the 1990s. And now you have, by the late 1990s going into 2000s, those countries, here's Russia here. Russia would be pictured here. Now the countries that were a part of the Soviet Union from 2004 to 2020 have joined into what they call NATO. So here are the countries again. This is Ukraine. Here's Poland. And then here is uh, Lithuania. Latvia, Estonia, and then the countries below over here. And there's Poland right there. 
Okay, and then where the yellow countries are, these are countries that have aspirations into joining NATO. So let's let's go back to the map here. So that this is Russia. All of these countries now are NATO. That's a big deal. All right, that's a big deal in concern as far as Russia's concerned. So if anybody wanted to know what's really going on here, these things and conflicts have been going on for hundreds of years, longer than we know. The conflict you see between Russia and Ukraine was not unprovoked. They've been beefing for some hundreds of years, if not at least the last hundred years. They've been having the Russians coming over to stamp their asses out. They've had to comply to them. They've had half of their country being Russians and half of them being people who thought they should be sovereign to Ukraine, a sovereign nation on their own with the protection of who? With the protection of who? The West of Western Europe. And as such, Ukraine territorially is a basically gateway, either a gateway if you're looking out for Russia, it's a gateway into Poland in the West. But if you're looking from the opposite side, it is also a gateway into Russia. Okay, there's a whole bunch of mess going on here. So Russia's saying, hey, you can't, you take Ukraine into NATO, now you have a gateway into me and you can put your nukes here, blah. If you give them nuclear power, they're a threat to us. Russia is also looking the opposite way and say, hey, if we take Ukraine, we can have a gateway into Poland. People are hoping that doesn't happen. Based on European history, it will happen. And by the way, some of the most barbaric wars of all time have gone on right here in these regions, bro. So don't I, I'm very much amazed. <laughs> I am very much amazed at the amount of people that are going, what? He says, when was the state in Israel? Oh, oh, I have to be careful. This is an interesting question here. I got, I'm going to be careful with this one. I'm going to be very careful. Because the area that we are talking about has also been where the origination of some of the, um, the original um <laughs> where they came from territorially i'll put up the map here's what i'm going to say this territorially what we're talking about because the president right now whose name is zelensky i hope you guys are kind of putting two or two together zelensky identifies as the first president who is semitic okay we'll call him semitic and territorially this is where some of the people who now occupy areas an area called israel these people originally came from this area a lot of them originally came from this area okay this has been known to have a great population of the people you know what i'm talking about (laughs) All right, so this is another thing characteristic that you're talking about here. So, I mean, that plays into it as well, but I'm not going to talk about that here. Everybody knows what I'm talking about here, but I got to be, you know, I got to tiptoe dance around that one. But it, it it is unspoken about, but it is it 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 is an it is an issue. Now, let me do one more thing here. Let me do one more thing. Oh, you know what? Let's do the super chats. <laughs> Let's do the super chats. Oh man. 
I'm not, I'm just letting y'all know. I mean, this is important. We're trying to give people a history lesson. <laughs> we try to give you a hi history lesson. I'm not trying to step on toes. All right. I'm trying to be nice, <laughs> but it is what it is. Why can't people talk about that? The AV Network guy says, enjoy a good steak at a new spot. Yes, catch the end of the show or the replay later. Have a good weekend. Enjoy that steak, brother. Patrick M., coach, check out the story of the Texas Republican rep who dropped out of the race after getting exposed as having an affair with an ISIS bride. Kept crazy. Wow. It's a Republican? Man. Uh, touch your inner self. What? Oh, touch your inner peace leave. Coach needs a career woman like Busy Phillips. So I could focus on my career. Uh-huh. Uh, professor in the rock rock era. Rock era. Rock era. <laughs> professor in the rock era. Firefighters send frontiers. He says, eventually we will go to Ukraine as if responding to a natural disaster. And, and Russia hasn't installed some uh, Looney Tune. Veterans join me. I need men willing to just do or just go do what we do. Hashtag coach gang. Um, I think you're a veteran of, uh, it looks like you're in Mexico, but you're talking about firefighters. I'm not sure. Uh, if you're married, you're a, a simp. He says, I was wrong. America joined World War I, uh, April uh, 19 and 17. Russia left in March of 19 and 18. We were allies for 11 months. Okay. Um, and he says, then revolution happened and they, and then they left. So I don't know where you, you might've, you might've spoke that in the regular chat. I don't remember you saying that. All right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's what happened. We temporarily see, this is what people have to worry about. Young people is that, um, it's one of my points, but I'll kind of review it again. America was not pulled into both war wars until it was already escalated, right? It had already been escalated. Uh, we didn't jump in on either world wars immediately. Okay, so if you're looking at what's going on there now, what happened over there in Europe, it's kind of the same thing that happened in World War One and World War Two. They was already beefing and dusting up and declaring war on each other before we even got intervened and dragged into it. For instance, timeline-wise, the World War One was initiated 1913-1914. United States didn't even get involved until 1917. So if you're looking at it like, that's just over there, uh, no, it's not just over there. And then uh, a World War II, also, the United States wasn't even involved in it. They was like, y'all handle that business. We'll just be over here, right? Then a couple submarines got shot out. And then Japan, uh, Pearl Harbor, this is where history come in. Japan, Pearl Harbor, America, and Hawaii, which not wasn't even a state. It was just a territory at that time. It wasn't even a state of the United States. Uh, until the 1950s. But during that time, United States had a, a military base there. It was attacked by Japan. And then at that point, Germany and Japan declared war on, um, on the United States. It, they were pulled in later. So this is what you have to worry about. You have to think about that. All right. Uh, farting toast. Africa has way more turmoil over the course of history. Uh, Hutus and Tutsis, he says they have open slavery markets right now. Yes, they do. You're absolutely right. I think what happens is nobody really covers African history to the extent that it should be covered because a lot of people, there's a lot of people there, a lot of land territory. There's a lot of people who see what happens is they there's no military might. There's no nukes. There, there's like Africa, ain't, no African nation going to just 
take an air force and just go drop. There's there's really not a threat. So really, people don't cover Africa as they should. Um, and it's a hidden secret of, as to what goes on over there, especially near the Mediterranean and whatnot. All right. There is an open slave market still going on right now. All right. Somebody says, what's Africa? True that, too. Uh, we would call it the continent of what we call what we call Africa. But, you know, Africans don't identify that way. Black saying, attention, brothers, discount on imported Ukrainian junior college brides. 100% off. Shout out to the coach game, passport game. Hashtag passport game and whatnot. Um, speaking of uh, my mindset, Sealy Rabbit, not that Georgia. Yes, Stalin is not from that Georgia. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, a couple more. A star says the history of European wars is that majority of the people took up Muslim Jew religions during the Crusades. The originals wanted want to destroy the melting pot. The majority of people took up um uh, during Europe, interesting there, that, but as you guys know, even places like Armenia, Armenia is half Christian, half Muslim. Um, a lot of areas in Russia do have, not Russia, Europe have a, a lot of Jews, Jewish people like Poland and Russia and um, G- Germany and a lot of those areas. So there's a lot of those religion clashes going on in Europe as well that people should know about. Um. And going back into the Crusades and all that stuff, cheap drum hacks just heard from a few different speculators that gas will go up to $10 a gallon, selling my pickup and getting me a four-banger, (laughs) five-speed, get the buzzer in there. A couple more, Stop the Pandering says 100% accurate. Well, I don't know if I'm 100% accurate, but I'm close to letting people know that this is nothing new. All right, This this has been going on for a hot minute. All right, uh, let's see here. Mr. Glucose, meanwhile, Palestine isn't even on the map anymore. Well, again, another one of those things. Uh, If you look at the map of Middle Eastern Europe, most everything has changed every 10, 15, 20, 30 years at tops. Take a look at Europe and the Middle East at any particular point, and the geography and the topography and all of that stuff changes like that. Like that, two snaps and a twist. All right, whereas the United States largely has pretty much been the same since 1955. Yeah, five five years even. So um, like Austria-Hungary, Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia, those things don't exist anymore. And that was, those were countries. Um, um, Whatever, uh, Yugoslavia and Bosnia, uh, uh, Serbia and Croatia. And I mean, these things change like, the top the topography so that's what people have to understand even um even the middle east the middle east changes all the time they're always at comp so what we have to understand yeah what we have to understand is united states have has had some significant uh safety and and stability that those people over there have none they have zero stability all right they're always constantly being invaded they're they're the original barbarians they're the they're the original, they're the original barbarians. They always at each other's neck. And here we are in America. What's wrong with those people? No, they they at each other's neck all the time. Uh who, who's getting the new? I'm I'm riding a bike in here. I'm riding a bike. I'm trying to I'm trying to tiptoe around this here. Uh I am Chief says, shout out to the coach gang. A couple more. I got to get through these. FM 304. Thanks for everything you do, coach. 
Shout out to you. Trim says, what are your thoughts about Ukrainian uh, discriminating against African and Indian people trying to evacuate? Please shuffle before the response. All right, let me see here. Um, let me see. Do we need to do some shuffling? I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? I would say to that, I would say that would be, I wouldn't be surprised if that we did that here to a group of people, name the group of people. Okay. If something broke down in Florida, (laughs) I mean, I can imagine people doing that to people and discriminating, but people have chosen to go there. That's, that's their country. And then, so say for instance, um, you're considered an immigrant. They don't think you deserve top billing. I mean, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. But, you know, um, that's what happens in emergency times. Uh, all the all the rationalization goes out of the window. <laughs> he said, Florida. Uh, all rational. Listen, you're in a state of emergency, a real one, one that we've never experienced. And so they're they're trying to flee and they're fleeing in great numbers. Discrimination. Or dropping the whole equality argument, women, children first, all of the BS goes out of the window. All right. So, it, you know, you got to be careful where you choose to live. Um, I don't, you know, you got to be careful where you choose to live. It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me then it turns into then uh, when, when people are scared, it then turns into, hey, you, you're beneath me. The reality hits. Oh, man. All right. Hold on. I got to, I got to go into the show because, dang. All right, so reason number one, young men, pay attention. Why you should be paying attention what's going on here. Let me get my notes. Oh, reason number one is going to be, you're going to see now, uh, potentially now, uh, with the with the, with the the collision course of some of the things that have caused us to break down economically, you had the shutdown, you had the people losing jobs, people being disfranchised, potentially the hard housing market going to crash, uh, people predicting that there's going to be a crash or a slowdown. Why do we know this? Well, the people, uh, the the Fed is raising interest rates over the next uh, six months to a year. Uh, periodically, from at least four to six times, they're going to raise it a quarter, maybe a half percent, maybe a full percent. We don't know. So that that is designed to cool down the housing marketplace, which means people are not going to be as flexible as moving, purchasing, or whatnot. People who have adjustable rate mortgages could be underwater pretty soon or have to foreclose on their home. So you're going to have economic depression. You're going to have stagflation. You're going to have potential. You, you definitely have hyperinflation. You have gas prices going to go up. All right. And now you're going to have uh, the war chest needing to be filled. And so we're spending, uh, you know, our country spends a great amount on military, their military might. That's where a lot of our tax dollars go to. Um, so much that people will claim certain presidents or warmongers so that it can fuel the the military or industrial complex, right? So you could have this economic downturn. This could escalate the economic downturn. Um, and, and in World War II, even in America, people participated in ration programs in order to survive because economically there was a, a depression because people were spending so much on the war, right? That's where a lot of the resources go to protect the borders and lands and the fight overseas. It, it's a very expensive thing. So if you have the collision course of hyperinflation, potentially the increase in 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 in, in um, the federal rate, you have um, people who have already been economically depressed uh, from the previous situation that started in 2020. Uh, this is a recipe for disaster. All right, and so that you should be looking at what you're going to do for yourself as a plan going in um, to. 
to your life. As you're, If you're 15 and you're going into your life and they're telling you, hey, go to college and it don't matter what kind of degree you major in and, and you're going into this world right here, you're going to be caught off guard. You're going to be caught off guard. Uh, Time-wise, schedule-wise, 100 years ago, the following path took place. You had the Spanish flu, which was the, the pandemic of its time. And then that led into the heightened sense of freedom due to the drop of the mandates that we're seeing even right now in New York. They've dropped all mask and, and poke mandates to enter into indoor restaurants. That led into a raging roaring 20s, and which led into the Great Depression uh, following that, a great economic collapse. So uh, time-wise, schedule-wise, if hit history does repeat itself, this could be the problem. And we have everything in place to make that work. We have a war. Uh, potentially interaction in the international conflict. You have hyperinflation. You have people that have been displaced, disenfranchised, or lost their properties. You, you got a lot uh, going for us. Uh, so if you're going into life and you're making your life's plan, you need to be planning as such or be prepared for a depression, right? You need to be prepared for that depression. And so when you're making your life plans, you got to do that. So could it get as worse as it did in World War II where we're taking rations in order to survive? Well, if you look at the if you look at the shells around the country and you look at the also the another issue that you could be looking at combined in that this the uh the 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 shipping supply. You know, you you're having cutting down, you have problem have problems with shipping. Okay? Uh what you would call the um I I'm losing the word, but that's what you're looking at right now. So we're having that issue where we can't surplus all of the people now you have the trucking uh industries having some sort of protest against mandates and such all right all at the same time this is all happening at the same time brothers so it doesn't look good in the period of time that we're going into with this added to it with this added to it so that's point number one on that one supply chain thank you sir sometimes i have a brain meltdown the supply chain issues we've been having supply chain issues for the better part of uh where are we at now march we've been having them for the better part of seven months maybe eight months and you haven't felt the full of effects of the supply chain so much so that if you look at nah, i'm not even gonna talk about that all right so that's number one if you're making your five-year plan in which the five-year plan idea came from joseph stalin by the way <laughs> all right so joseph stalin was the first one to talk about a five-year plan he inter actually introduced two five-year plans during his reign in the what you would call the ussr all right so um you got that going on the horizon so i would be paying close attention to that the united states is going to put a lot of money into defending um defending what's going over there because they have to based on their associated association with nato so if let's just say for all intents and purposes that russia decides to go into the Ukraine, they could dice it up into the three or four countries. They can install uh, the, a puppet for themselves. Who knows what they could do here? If they got a little bit froggy, they could go into, because they do have access, they could go in. This would be a, I, you know what? Do I see this happening? No, but anything's possible. They could go into the, uh, go into Poland. Or they could go into Finland um, or, or something like that. Uh, the countries that are uh, in, into NATO, um, once that once that action occurs, that's a triggering event. United States would have to step in as to their as per their agreement to NATO. Now you have military action, in which then if you're the, between the ages of 15 and 28, uh, could there be a draft? Could there be a draft? I mean, you're talking about 
potentially a three, four, five-year war. You do have to be concerned about that. You have to be concerned about that. I mean, I'm, not, I'm here's the map right here. Here's the map. You have to be slightly concerned about that. That, that has to be come across your mind, um, uh, particularly women. You know, they said that there's no selective services for women, but th- th- this is concerning. By the way, oh, I'm not going to get to that point yet. Uh, another triggering event is if right now NATO uh, NATO does not have the Ukraine in. Let's say uh, Russian, the Ukrainians push back the Russians and the Russian has to tuck tail and go back. Well, I don't see that happening, but let's just say that happened. And then and then NATO includes Ukraine. Uh, you still have a conflict on the horizon. You still have something going on here. Uh, cyber wars. Uh, there's, there's, uh, there, there's, uh, you know, U- United States and NATO and these Western European countries are putting sanctions onto Russia. They're finding ways to steal money or get money, get monies as they can. Uh, they're selling products to, uh, to, to, to Russia. United States is still buying oil from Russia. Essentially, uh, could there be cyber attacks? There could be a whole bunch of things going on here. You gotta, you gotta be prepared for these things. I wouldn't be scared of it. But I would say on the horizon, these things could happen because historically, they've happened already. Historically, it's already happened, gentlemen. And we're not that far away from this happening already. See, what you guys want, and a lot of people are hope strategists about everything in life. You guys think, you know what, this will be it. Well, this might not be it, or it could escalate into uh, North Korea, South Korea conflict in which the United States does have forces in South Korea, all right? Uh, South Korea, uh, North Korea could go in and say, we want South Korea, which territorially, it could happen, bro. <laughs> he says, always expect the unex- uh, unexpected, always. I mean, that could happen based on the response of the United uh, United States to Ukraine in this situation. They're like, oh, you ain't going to do nothing? Okay, we'll go in there. Uh, same thing as China and Taiwan, which that's always been on horizon. So. People that say it's not going to happen, what I'm going to tell you is just research World War I and World War II. In a very short period of time, things escalated pretty quick, pretty quickly. World War I, in a matter of six or seven months, the whole world was in a, a battle royale, especially Europe and the East and the West. By World War II, it took your homeboy over there in Germany to invade France. Belgium, the Netherlands, and Poland, six six weeks, bro. <laughs> six freaking weeks, all right? That's how fast things turn. And this conflict in your, Russia, Ukraine, it's been one week. I, I, am I wrong on the timeline? About one or two weeks. It's been two weeks. Okay, so we just beginning, brothers. It's just beginning. Uh, let me see. I would do the second point that men need to worry about here. Oh, interesting here. Um, the influx of immigrants, influx of immigrants. So let me point this up here. Let me pull something up that people aren't paying attention to. I know because you're dragging your knuckles. Dragging knuckles, knuckle draggers. Where's my where's my chart here? I got too much stuff here. Okay, let's talk about the refugees here. Uh, is it is it any conflict that happens, people are going to flee. People are going to flee. They're going to get the hell up out of there, especially if they know they're going to get beat. All right, so if they're if they're not going to get beat, they're going to run. <laughs> I mean, listen, that's just how it happens. Mostly men, so mostly women and children first, but we know in the Ukraine, they said men between the ages of uh, 18 and 60 can't leave. 
So most of the people fleeing, we're just going to assume, are women and children. Now, this is just the people fleeing into the border countries that border Ukraine. And if you look here, Belarus is getting some. They're fleeing over to Russia because a lot of the people on this side of the, the country uh, allegedly are more Russian than they are Ukrainian. Once you get over here, they're more Ukrainian nationalists, whatever. Okay. Or due to proximity, people are just saying, hey, because Kiev is right here. All right. And some of the other big major cities are pretty close to the Russian border. So they're like, we ain't going to stay here and get blown up. Let's go over here. All right. So you got at least 50,000 people going into Russia. You got almost a half a million brothers, a half a million going into Poland. That is significant, brother. That is a lot of people, broski. All right. You got Moldova getting some almost 100,000 people, Romania, Slovakia. Hungry, hundreds of thousands of people gone. They like this. This is going to be significantly impact Europe. I mean, this is a big deal, and you won't see the impact of this for some five, 10 years. All right. Imagine if we just had an influx of this, which we do. We do have this uh, south of our borders. And then you have other European countries, including Great Britain and such. The, the people had a little bit more money, were able to get out a little bit faster. 100,000 people. Now, in the United States, this is what just came down. March 4th, 2020, 4.50 p.m. The United States took a key first step in welcoming Ukrainian refugees. So first of all, if you want your Ukrainian bride, your mail-order bride, you might get one. Let's, let's look at what the Biden administration just announced, according to the mainstream media. I want you to listen. Listen good. The Biden administration announced Thursday that it will give temporary protection to Ukrainians already in the United States. And it is the first step in providing refugees and uh, providing refugees to those displaced a refuge. I'm sorry, providing refuge to those displaced by Russia's war on their country, though it will do little to solve the greater Ukrainian refugee crisis, which is a crisis right here. According to the administration, Ukrainians. Um, not Iranians, as your boy Joe Biden said, who arrived in the U.S. on or prior to March 1st, 2020, will be eligible to apply for what's called Temporary Protection Status, TPS, which will allow them to legally live and work in the United States for the next 18 months. If you're in the black community, you need to be paying attention to this because there's a great support for this group of people uh, because they look like the people here in the United States, they're going to give them a pass, brother. They ain't going to give you ish. All right. So I've been warning you that this was coming, by the way, community. Don't get mad. Get glad. Good. He got them brand new trash bags, dad. And they know where to dump that ass in the Chad to Hoochie River with the rest of the kids. All right. Um, TPS is typically offered to citizens of countries suffering from natural disasters or armed conflict. The federal government could decide to extend their protection after 18-month period should recipients be, in, be able to uh, return to the Ukraine. So this is can be extended. There are an estimated 34,000 Ukrainians who do not currently have any kind of legal immigration status in the United States. So there's currently 34,000. But now you're looking at other uh, uh, extension of this and so forth and so on. So from a from a position of what you know here in the in, in your country, you're going to have an influx of Ukrainian people here. 
which you already do have them. By the way, um, like I told you in the in my past, I've dated women from Lithuania and Bulgaria and and Russia, and their friends had uh, I don't uh, some of the the one girl I dated from Lithuania knew how to speak Russian and Bulgarian, so she hung out with people from this region. All right, so they're already here in Southern, in Southern California. It is very common to bump into people like this. In fact, I I also told you I have neighbors who I know are from that region of the world. I don't know where particularly. I've never talked to them, but I've heard them talk, and they talk like Natasha. You know what I mean? That's what they talk like. But you can't tell where they're from, and I've never had a conversation with them. But they look Eastern European. They look either Russian or Slovak. They look like that. You know what I mean? And so it's it's two women, two women in their late 30s, early 40s, and an older woman, a mom. And then the one of the women have a, a teenage kid. So it is four people in a small space. So they're here, brothers, and they're going to be more of them here for better or for worse. Like if you want to if you want a Ukrainian bride, if you want to get some on. They're going to be here. Let's do some super chats. This is supposed to be a call in show. <laughs> hey, if you're if you're on hold, this is supposed to be a call in show. I'll get to it in a minute. And uh, maybe I'll have to I have to reset the call um, where we at here. So be patient here. I'll do the super chats. Ooh, where are we at here? Oh man. Hey, whoever's on the line, let's let's call back. I'm gonna have to reset it. Um, let's see here. Kyle Coleman, blue chipper question. Does remote remodeling things like oh sorry, remolding things like gold and copper bring its value down? Example, just like adding diamonds to a Rolex. That I don't know. I don't know if you actually melded all of your bars to, your ounces into bars yourself. That could be catastrophic. I think it, the as long as you have the mineral, but somebody would have to cover me on that one. Trinity Baller, at the center of all war is the form of energy. The Nord Stream pipeline w- would allow Americans to control energy to the EU. And so, yes, uh, that's not being discussed, and that's going to be ra- reason why I talk about point number three. What's not being discussed is the resources that we are uh, at war with or that we're concerned with. So these conflicts put the civilians oftentimes the media may put the civilian the highlight the civilian hey these russian people evil russian civilians are attacking the ukrainian civilians well we know that not to be true about any war i've always told you and people always say the wars are between the elites and i say they have always been uh, between the elites ever since there were kingdoms the king has always waged war um and sent his his um the, the king has always sent his peasants in to fight the other king's peasants over a piss contest or over access to land or access to a resource or over a financial beef or over a beef over marital status between the princess and the king, the prince of the other. Uh, there's always been the elites have always ran war. And it's always been over a resource. Okay. It's never good versus evil. You know, it's never really that. I want people to understand that. People can have a good versus evil, and history will always say, well, these were the losers, so these were the evil people, right? That's how that's how war works, man. That's how history works. But at the end of it all, it's always resource. Or at the start of it, it's always resources. Um, we've known that we've known people to take sides of both people in a war and 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 and, and get instigate the conflict. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is all. Stuff that has been happening since the 1800s and probably better earlier. 
there have been people, corporations, people, uh, rich people, oligarchy, oligarchs that have financed both sides of the war, instigated both sides of the war, and then sat back, <laughs> sat back, and then went with whoever won. And then that person got to control history. Think about how the United States have has become the United States. Right. The United States without France, Spain and the United uh, the, without France certainly would not have won the war, which you would call the. Um, the um, American Revolutionary War. They would not have won it, so France had to intervene, give a little bit of help because France was beefing with the United Kingdom. I mean, this is just how wars work. What what, what was that war over? Land. <laughs> yeah. That war was over land and the resources that it provided. Now, you could say it was over freedom. It was over freedom of the people. Well, yeah, that's what you could say now. But the United Kingdom, for as far as they were concerned, they were losing their land. It was the United Kingdom's land. They had granted it to all the kings, King George County, uh, Virginia, Maryland. All right, these were all lands that the United Kingdom had owned it, owned. And then the people in... um. The people in Americas at the time, the America said, you guys, kings are taxing me too much. And you're ruling over us too much. You all way over there. We want out. And the winner gets to decide what the war was over. And they can say it was over freedom. Not so. It was over the land of the United Kingdom from their perspective. So it's all whose perspective and the winner, the winner gets to say what it was about. And now from that, the United States became a major power because we kept the resources and we got to keep our money instead of the king taxing us. <laughs> Here we go. Anyway, uh, Arnold Forrest says, coach in the, is in the house. Yes, I am. Kyle Coleman, let me reference if I had a piece of gold, molded it to a bracket, okay, which I what I still get top dollar if I molded it. Somebody else answered this one because this I don't know. He says, Cole with the history, he says, uh, he says, he says, Coach, chill with the history until you got your American history teacher credential because you got a biology. Uh, you don't, oh, man. No, man. I got my I, I could have taught history. I had enough credit hours in college to teach history. All right. Um, I had enough to teach biology, history, physical education and such. Uh, let's see here. It wouldn't have been good. It would have been my interpretation of history. <laughs> yeah. Maryland guy says I was talking to my dad on the phone last night and he thinks that we will have gas lines like in the 70s when we lose Russian oil. Um, and whenever we stop purchasing Russian oil, we would have to open up pipelines here. But uh, um, um, if the gas lines, if the gas prices go up to 10 bucks, will we see gas lines? I don't know. Uh, I would think people will be out of the purchase of gas. I mean, how are you going to purchase gas at $10 a gallon? Um, that's going to lead to some decisions being made. Um, people might not drive big cars. People might run and go get a Tesla. I mean, you know, there's going to be decisions needed to be made. Uh, a star says, coach, I'm willing to adopt seven Ukrainian hotties over the age limit. <laughs> they can call me poppy. Uh, be ready, man. They not dumb. When they come over, bro, I'm trying to catch up. Lorenzo Davis, good day. CGA, do you think China will start a war with Taiwan and Iran? Ready, uh, getting uh, ready for Israel. Uh, I'm in the Persian. I'm a Persian Gulf veteran. Great history lesson, CGA. Uh, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, uh, 
there won't be much of a war if China goes to Taiwan. It'd be a dust up, a flare up at best. All right. So um, it'd be pretty, I think it'd be pretty quickly taken care of. But could they go in? Sure. They have a right or a claim to it in their mind. So they could go in there. Sure. I, I think if they, if the timing's right, they'll go in. Uh, what about Iran and Israel? I say no on them. And the reason why I say no, because they both arm nuclear. I think if two people are armed nuclear, they don't take this approach. See, Russia and Ukraine, Russia has nukes. Ukraine doesn't, allegedly. Uh, China versus Taiwan. Taiwan, no nukes. China has nukes. Uh, Iran and Israel, that'd be, a, that'd be a mess. That'd be a mess real quick. And then we talking about sticks and stones. That could get ugly and messy, brothers. And then United States will be dragged in at that particular point if it does. He says Iran allegedly doesn't. They got some, brother. I think this is all alleged, by the way. Uh, Domain Stickle says, at this point, I'm just waiting for the mark of the beast or the Antichrist to be revealed. Buckle up, coach. is going to be a bumpy ride. Who thought 2020 this decade would be like this? This decade is going crazy already. Uh, none, none of us were ready for this. Cali West Miami uh, even watched man or ever watched man in a high castle it illustrates that World War II could have ended with the U.S. Uh, getting Nagasaki and us bowing down. The community has to be has to move. Yeah, we could have easily got what they got. Um, um, the United States struck first. Uh, some countries had access to what the United States had, Germany in particular. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Germany probably probably was getting access or had the education and doctors enough um, and, and scientists enough. Uh, and, you know, Germany's science was advanced. Germany's science was advanced. So Germany sure, sure could have dropped one on us for sure. I think, in my mind, so if that would have happened, that would have been a significant change in the course of history. Batu says, I lost all trust in the mainstream media years ago. What Russia is doing now is a mix of the U.S. response to Cuba in the 1960s and the Iraq invasion. I, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit sad that they're breaking it, boiling it down to what it is. Hell, and, and, and penalized. I'm, I'm not taking a side on this one, but what I'm saying is, I'm seeing people politicize it for their own personal good. And what they're doing to one side is kind of like, wow. You know, if they're because people are really ignorant of um what the history of, of these territories. World War One, World War II was overwhelmingly fought in these territories. These people have been at each other's neck for uh, probably hundreds, if not thousands, of years. And we're acting like, huh? What? They fighting each other? Yeah, they've been doing this for a minute. All right, I, I got to get one more in. Uh, Larry, Larry Hernandez says, mo, mo folks, hit the like. Coach gang, run wild over, uh, running wild over you, brother. Uh, any, anyway, and I took European history class in high school, so I remember a lot of the stuff. I'm like, and, and one more thing that has actually made me know a little bit about this and pay attention is because when I coached college basketball, I recruited a lot of players from these areas. All right, so. One of the things about women's basketball is that these are big recruiting territories. Some of your better players do come from these regions. 
All right. And the reason why is because these are large human beings. All right. So even the women are large. But if you talk about the Nordic countries, Sweden, Finland, uh, Sweden in particularly, they got Viking blood. These women are large. All right. So uh, you can get a relatively um, average six foot three, six foot four European woman. And if she has enough coordination, I'm looking for the map here. If she has enough coordination, she can do you. She can do pretty well for you. She can do pretty well. So I recruited a lot from Sweden, from Belgium, uh, from France. I had players from Serbia, Serbia, Croatia, um, what they would call Yugoslavia back then when we recruited them, they were in a war and they said they were from Yugoslavia. And then later on, oh, I'm Serbian. Right. So um, these are these human beings are large. <laughs> so a lot of American universities will go over there. A lot of tennis American universities that have tennis programs will go over there. Um, Russia, a lot of players will go from the United States and play in Russia because they have a lot more money and they have leagues out there. So this is why I knew about this region. I've always in my early 20s been exposed to these type of people. And then in dating in my 30s, I've been exposed to a lot of these people. And, and this is just what happens in California. So you get to learn a little bit about these people and be like, oh, okay. You come from this region. So this region is not completely foreign to me. But again, as I said at the beginning, history, a lot of Americans don't even know American history. So I'll be damned if you come in here and say, you don't know what you're talking about in terms of what's going on in Europe. You don't even know American history. So kiss my ass. No, <laughs> let me go to the reason number three. All right. And American history is pretty much clouded and muddied based on uh, whoever the, the, the oppressor or the leader or the colonizer is. Okay. American history is muddied as hell. So we don't even know our own history over here. Okay. You guys can't even think that there were Africans here. People that look African already on this land. You can't even think about it. And it was less than 300, 400 years ago. To you, you're like, hell no. Well, historically, hell yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not out of the ordinary, but people can't even put their mind to that. Why? Because historically you've been told, you've been told otherwise, which brings me to this point, which brings me to this point, okay, this point is this, propaganda, this is what you guys need to learn what's going on here. The first time I've heard of the term propaganda was when I was studying European history. And in European history class, they were teaching us that the person that was later to not to be named earlier, the person that was not to be named earlier Use propaganda, the media, uh, they they would fly airplanes and Hindenburg balloons and drop down certain pieces of paper, media, newspapers. These people use their country's people to tell certain messages about their country. Okay, that was the first time I had heard about that. And they said that was the way he was able to win over his people using the media. Now, with that being said. <laughs> With that being said, we see this happening now. And it happens so overtly. I don't know why people even would consider some of these sources that you listen to. These people are overwhelmingly bought to give a certain perspective of everything. And this is going to be a good lesson for you to learn. When I was young, I didn't believe that the current media would be using propaganda, but they do. And it's just an unfortunate situation so that 
you need to learn that you need to consider your source. Um, and, and another unfortunate thing is, is you have YouTube, whether unfortunate or not, you can have people come in, spin, put this information out there and say, well, I heard Coach Greg Adams say that this was the truth. Well, you just heard it from my perspective. It's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily false either. But from what you're hearing some for some people that are paid agents to disseminate certain information, you got to know that they were paid to say that. Or they're encouraged to say that, or they've been channeled to say that by people that have more money than you. So you're getting a great history lesson, which you should have gotten in the last couple of years, but some of y'all went clearly missed over that one, and y'all was glued to your TVs like you were baby boomers. Baby boomers believe everything they hear off the TV and the newspaper. Okay, you believe everything. And then when I tell you, well, you know, Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. You don't find no problem in that. You're like, and? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, he supports this these particular people over here, and he's against these people. You don't think that's important? You don't think that's important to uh, a corporation being able to control and influence and disseminate information? You don't think that's a big deal? No? Okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, you know, go ahead with your bad self then. But when you can have elite people owning uh, several publications or if you have, uh, let me just give you, they can't connect the dots. Let me give you this uh, uh, other thing. Um, every news network in your region basically parrots the same particular stories, uh, no matter what region of the uh, United States you're in. You don't find that odd that four major media companies owns every channel, television, radio station in America. Uh, when you listen to your radio and you hear Kiss FM. And it's Kiss FM, no matter what city you're in, or Kiss 8, whatever. The, the, and it's the same iHeartRadio that owns all of these radio stations. You ain't putting all this together. That if this radio station plays this song and they're paid to play this song, the other station got to play the same song. And you listen to the same artist over and over again, no matter where you are. And they're paid to play these songs. And then the same artist rise to the top. Oh, Britney Spears is the top artist. What? How? Nobody who ain't listening to radio listening to her, but everybody that's listening in the top 40 is listening to her. So these are things that you guys got to understand and how it works. Once you get into listening to Channel 4 NBC, local news, even the local news is going to be the local news. They're going to give you your local news story, and then their script is going to be the same no matter what NBC uh, channel you're listening to, and whether it's in Boise, Idaho, uh, El Paso, Texas. These teletromper readers are going to teach you. They're going to tell you what they've been told to say. So that's that's everybody knows that's happening. You should know that this is happening. If you don't know this is happening, this is a good time to learn it. Because you're going to hear it. You're getting bombarded with it. You're getting bombarded with this type of uh, what they would call propaganda. Now, the propaganda is you don't know who who is it serving. Well, if you listen to Fox News, they're going to be like Putin bad and, you know, because they can benefit from a war financially. And then Biden needs to open the pipelines. If you listen to NBC, MSNBC, they're going to say Putin bad. And this is why we need to not support um, uh, resources like oil. We need to go to green resources and we need to go to fake chicken and fake beef and we need to go to electric and all so we can be independent of those things. Now, those are two. Things that actually they agree on, Putin bad, but then for a different reason. You see what I mean? That's how it easily can get politicized. 
And then you can have some independent news work network say, well, Putin's well within his right to do whatever he needs to do to protect his borders. And then these people strike those people. Hey, man, you can't say that. You know what I mean? It's those things are literally things happening over and over again. And if you want to study these things and see how they impact your life and your opinions or the knuckle draggers opinions or ham and eggers opinions, if you want to see how people can easily fall into this type of manipulation through 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 information that they're receiving, you can almost point and be like, oh, look at it. Look at this baby boomer. All right. They've been scared of everything their whole life. And here they are quoting back from what they've heard from X, Y and Z. <laughs> anyway, last point on this one, and then we'll take some calls. You can give your opinion on this one. Um, uh, that you need to worry about in this age group is WW3. Okay, WW3. All right, what we're seeing going on over there is exactly what has happened in the previous two WW1 and WW2. The one was called the Great War, and then when they went around it the second time, 20 years later, this is what happened. Um, so I would be literally looking at it going, there could be potentially the next thing that drops. And then how could this affect you as a young man if they get to the point where selective services is an issue? Do I see it as an issue? Um, I would say not now. I don't. But I don't know. I do know what's going to happen. I don't know if it could get to that point unless the fight came here. If it came to our borders. Who knows? Um, ports are, if you live in a port city, you're susceptible. I don't want to alarm people, but ports are basically entry ports, entry points into any territory. Amphibious entry points or termination points. If you, if you happen to disable a port, if you happen to disable a port, you actually prevent things from coming in and out. That's an area of attack. If you actually been able to come into an area, you're going to come in through the port. So where's a port city? New York. Uh, Miami, which the Atlantic Ocean is pretty tough to navigate. But um, then you have Huntington Beach, Long Beach, Los Angeles, San Francisco. These are port cities. All right. Houston is a port city. Uh, I think Baltimore, Maryland is a port city. New Jersey is a port city. So you do have areas in where people can come in. And disable, you know what I mean? Disable. Tampa is Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. It, it, yeah, you guys got to know what a port city is. Do you live in a port? Seattle's a port city. Portland, port, Portland. Portland is a port city. Portland, Maine, port, Portland, port cities. So these are areas where people could target if anything was to pop off. Um, You know, that's what you got to think about. Florida, the whole state is a port state. So um, is Boston Port, New Orleans? Yeah, New Orleans is Port, Portland. It's not Portland. Yeah, Boston is a huge port area. So you got a lot of port cities here where people will say, hey, you know, if, if, if they're looking for a plan of attack or looking to, to disable a area, that's what you would do. And then you basically would starve the section out. Right? If I take this section out right here, nothing coming in. Nothing coming in or Norfolk, Virginia. So you you be running to the Midwest <laughs> when those things happen. So let me do this. How much time do we got on the phone line? I do have a call. And my call line, I'm going to have to restart the calls if you do want to call in. I'm going to take this call. 
But I'm going to have to restart the, uh, the call if you want to. My man is holding. Is he still holding? Yes. Uh, area code 352. I think that's Callie. You're on the line. Not Callie, but Callie West. Can you hear me? Okay. I nah, this ain't Callie, man. It's your boy Sizzle, bro. Oh, it's Sizzle. I thought Florida, it was Callie son. West. I thought it was Callie West in the building, but it's Sizzle. What you got for us, Sizzle? Nah, bro. Coach Gang in the building, bro. Indeed. Hey, man. Welcome to the new world. Welcome to the new world order, fellas. The barbarian is here, man. Now, Sizzle, before you get started, bro. before you get Wait, started, Sizzle, before you get started, remember we've been talking about barbarian. Yeah at the gate how long have we been talking about that some three years people didn't really think i was this could happen they were like what barbarian who's the barbarian Yo, what do you you mean? you've been talking about the barbarian i've been tuned in since 2020 in april and you've been talking about it since then so I, i'm sure it's been before that so it's been at least two years as far as i know yep. and it's been longer than that so and, you've been talking about this forever man. and and before you continue if anybody thinks that this is that, that we're good. There's no barbarian at the gate because I know a lot of people are like, oh, winter didn't come, but literally we are on the precipice. If I think that's the right term, we're on the precipice of something. Back, bro. Either way, yeah, man. Even in that poll that you put up, those twenty percent of Mitchers who said that, oh, it's not going to escalate, and then a week later they were kicking the door down. A so, day later, people who really aren't aware of what's going on, bro. Yes, <laughs> for real, man. But, yo, since everything is equal, the only people who should be worried are the PhDs and the nurses, man. Because those are going to be the first people drafted, bro. The U.S. should draft the Rosie the Riveters and the Dubodens first, man. Leave us men alone. Because we've been trying. We've been protecting this world. And now they want to be equal. So let them come right in, man. That's how, honestly, how I feel about it. Well, we got a lot of people who have been trying to get to the front of the line. They got that swimmer that's competing is when maybe he can swim for us maybe he can do some some diving and all that stuff he wants to go win the olympics how about he go out there or he or she go out there and swim for us there's a lot of things that people have been trying to get to the front of the line why don't y'all get up there right exactly bro but they're not going to do it because at the end of the day they want to hang on to the traditional roles when it benefits them but but if it's not anything other than that they're going to say oh yeah that's not for me because we're just living in such a wacky clown world. I don't even see why people really think that it's nothing other than that. Mm. This is an interesting time. But in all, in all seriousness, go ahead. Facts, bro. In all seriousness, in seriousness, bro, this has been prophesied. So mm. I've been telling you that the first time I called in. This is all prophecy. This has all been in the great book. Chief himself needs to honestly come through the clouds at this point because that's the only way I see the world coming back to normal in any form or fashion, man. Well, I, but anyway, real quick, go ahead. I just want to say thank you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now I'm listening. Go ahead, Coach. Well, what I was going to say is I okay, think, okay, I think I, well, but I know I we just have a delay. To... We have a delay going back and forth. But go ahead and finish up, brother. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to all the fellas who have been contributing to my goal, man. Seriously, because you guys keep me going every day. Honestly, like you guys don't understand, man. You guys keep me here on this earth because without y'all, I don't know where I'd be, bro. So this is the month for me. As always, like I tell you, man, thank you for all that you do, Coach King. Much respect. Have a good weekend. Stay safe and take me out with the New World Order. All right. Shout out to you, brother. Um, one thing that I've been telling you. Thank you for using blog talk. Shut up, lady. All right. I'm going to restart this phone line, okay, because I, cause I said it for a certain time and then I got the yapping. 
All right. I've been telling you guys, somebody's talking about it now. Um, I was like, what if the internet goes out? At the time I was saying those things, we were such in a comfortable time. This was like 2019 that I've been saying that stuff. I was like, at some point, yo, what if they cut the internet off? You can't get access to your banks. I've been saying this as early as 2019. And everybody thought I was crazy. Or like, what? What are you talking about? Enter 2020 and then going into 2022, I'm not crazy. I never thought, though, it could happen this fast. All right, I'm going to have to start another uh, blog talk radio. Sebastian says, am I crazy or did people already forget the 2008 depression and the U.S. being in Iraq in the Afghanistan war? We still here. Um, people have forgotten. We Americans, I said this, I've been proving this, that Americans have a short memory. And concerning what has happened, because we are one of the most comfortable um, entitled places, and uh, we forgot about 2008. That was a very uh, tumultuous time in our country, and it wasn't that long ago. And then you, you Iraq and uh, Afghanistan, um, well, uh, the way people have told that story um, is um, slightly different than how they're telling this story, but it's roughly the same. You know what I mean? And we just came out of Afghanistan, which recently Joe Biden just brought us out of Afghanistan. It was catastrophic. It was colossal failure. But uh, that's what happened. And and guess what happened over there? The Taliban took over in a matter of three days. Cody Marshall. Words are usually caused by propaganda and resources. Propaganda caused by propaganda. Uh, OK, yeah. I mean, yeah. And de definitely resources. Lee Smith Gump's out here looking for cooperative Ukrainian XXs. You better learn their words for, I'm not happy. He says their <laughs> Ukrainian 304s are apex predators. Don't fall for them. Follow the three tenets of the free agent lifestyle. That's what you need to know for sure. Um, it's tough. They're, they're not easy to deal with, especially when there's a language barrier. All right. Man, I got a whole bunch of super chats. Am I going to get to the call-ins? Good Lord. Uh, Greg T-Man says Russia has number one intelligence agency in the world. You have to be ready for that. Um, so much so that if you go back and you do your research uh, during the Cold Wars, um, even Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz were um, accused of being the communists. You had the Red Scare in the 1950s. You had the people assuming that certain actors and actresses were part of the communists uh, being influenced by Russia. You also had um, Lee Harvey Oswald, who married a Russian um what you would call a deserter or a person who a ref person, what did they call it? Somebody who left Russia. Uh, D, D, uh, D, it begins with a D. Um, but anyway, defector, defector. Um, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald married a Russian defector. All right. And then was later accused of being the assassin to uh, President John F. Kennedy and his wife. Um, her name was um, the center defector. Her name was, um, why can't I? It, it begins with an M. You know me and names. Um, his wife was put on the forefront of that. And it was big, big conversations as to whether she was the link. And the reason why President Kennedy lost his life was Russia involved. All right. Mar Marina, was she a Marina? I can't remember what her name is. Um, but but uh, see, this is part of being a part of our country for a long time. So that's so much so even Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> With the Italian Carcano rifle that changed it into um, a um, different type of rifle after the fact. So this has been a part of this this idea that people are uh, influencing us uh, through spy intelligence and such 
uh, from Russia has been around for a long time, brothers. Uh, let's see here. Uh, DGC Soldier says, fellas, stop worrying about these mouth-breathing 304s. They, they'll get saved. You won't get a generator or a portable stovetop, canned food, and water. You won't get it. Salute, CGA. You better have it. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, you're not going to get it. You better have this stuff ready to go. Frodo Bagum Young says, peeps ain't buying the poke hints. The new distraction. So I was going to entitle the stream. Is this a new distraction? Um, but um, if you guys didn't know, um, if you guys didn't know, I mean, this is a this is something that's been brewing. So uh, but if you guys didn't know, I'll report some news to you. Uh, right here. That you might not have known that it's been passed, you know, something that's under the radar. I, I'm going to show you here. Let me see here. I was something that's somewhat under the radar. This is news, and it's been affecting us for years, so I'm going to report it. Here it is. NYC officially eliminates the mandate for the pokey poke, as we used to call it, for indoor dining. This is us today. They immediately, I mean, look, what happened? Where's the science? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what am I missing? What, what did I miss? Y'all had me looking over in Ukraine, and oh, what? what? Huh? The science changed? How about this one? New York ending uh uh key wait ending school key to NYC mask rules and requirements for business just gone poof. How about this one? Big cities drop more nineteen measures and push for normalcy. New York, LA lifting major percent. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, just like poof. So when people call these things a distraction, well then there's proof because then all of a sudden, wait a minute, what what what? <laughs> isn't that isn't that crazy and then i always say where did these people go where did these people that were on the forefront of disseminating information they all of a sudden gone they got their bag and run they like this here they like this you gotta get my bag and run <laughs> and and i guarantee you in two months people will forget about the last two years in two months, you'll forget about everything you went through. And it's this is something that they want you to forget. The people who are saying, let's lift this. Now that you're looking over here, let's make this disappear. They want you to forget it. And they want you to be overly consumed with what's happening over here. Oh, World War III is on the horizon. Hey, remember when y'all had to stay home for two years? Huh? What? Nope. Man, forget about all that. It's crazy, bro. I'm telling you, man. Hey, look. <laughs> Uh, Eugene Morgan, NATO was knocking on Russia's forehead. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, knocking on, he said, knocking on their forehead. You ain't lying, no. Technolo technological chaos. The woman is sent doctor notes to old Joe saying they got C-19 after hearing about the draft letter. Oh, it don't matter now. C-19 don't matter anymore. It's done. They let it go. They just kissed it away like this. They just poof. Look, poof. All gone. They're like, yeah, we got the memory of a goldfish. Literally in America. Y'all don't remember 2008. Y'all don't know, like, 9-11 to you guys were like, huh? What? That was so long ago. Look, poof. Remember people were fighting over this? <laughs> Somebody said, what's the solution? <laughs> he said, what's the, the solution? It's depressing. <laughs> okay. You could be a mouth-breathing ham and egger. 
somewhere in the middle of Kansas and nothing affects you. You can be like, oh, I'll just go on about life. I don't care about nothing. All right. Or, or you could become the elite. Poof, be gone. <laughs> shit. I think it's literally like, holy shit. You know how many people lost their way over this? My man Iron Monkey says, give me the. Eugene Morgan, Virginia, and Maryland were deprived, uh, derived from Virgin Mary. Oh, that too, too. But that name is also too, um, hence a name that has uh, came from the Protestant. You know, it's a religious name. But Maryland uh, and Virginia, I think those are all uh, princes' name. You know, uh, royal names or you know people that had like you know they have these the Duchess of X, Y, and Z. Those are how, how these names got their territory names. Newski says, Graham Stephan says, don't buy the dip. Don't save crazy. Don't save crazy. Never heard him say that. A, a lot of these financial YouTube channels are saying don't buy the dip. Because they're saying it's going to get worse. Um, uh, Xerox says, if gas gets to $10 a gallon, food costs will be terrible. Expect to wish the bug. Expect to wish the bug was worse because what we will do to each other will be tragic which is why we should be protesting in D.C. right now. All right. So, yeah, I think this will be a this will make the bug a distant memory. What you could potentially go through. Speaking of my mind, I'm 54. I remember those gas lines and inflation. I was a child when that happened, a baby. So I don't remember any of it. I don't remember any of it. So if you're older than 50, you remember it. Hudson Jackson, Taiwan will destroy all semiconductors before the um, Chinese take over. Also, if the Three Georges Dam is struck at the right time, China will be divided. The CCP will collapse. Oh, man. Oh, damn, boy. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if we'll get to calls. I'm sorry, man. Uh, shout out to Hudson with the info on the intel and the topography and geography of China. Thank you, sir. That I don't know about. James M. Do more shows flexing your history degree, coach. Yes, indeed. I'll, I'll I'll find it somewhere. I'll have to flex my transcript. Jeremiah Franz, schools will be jailed uh, for saying the truth you're speaking here tonight. He says, I, uh, is this a calling show? Men get a skilled trade if you're not going to college. Too many 20-something guys just drilling, drifting time by have a sense of urgency. I would have a sense of urgency. He says, only us men can become the true unicorns. I would have a sense of urgency of what's going on. Uh, your world is going to change dynamically. My world's going to change. All of our worlds are going to change. It's changed dynamically since 2019. Remember 2019? Like you literally can go anywhere. You can do whatever you wanted. Uh, we've come away from that very significantly. And then going into 2025, um, it's going to dynamically change. Get ready. Not for the better or for worse. You should just be ready for it. Cody Marshall, you're right, coach, on port cities. For example, New Orleans was targeted in the War of 18 and 12. Uh, people who know how to do wars, generals, they they will identify those cities first. So if you live in a port city um, or, or, or areas where there's bases, look at what they're doing in the Ukraine. They attack airports, bases, uh, ports. So if you live in that area, just know that 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 what could happen. Uh, my, Mexi Mike, coach, I want to thank you for spreading the truth. Our our power stems from our sovereignty and independence. Cheers on this glorious Friday. 
He says, let's hit them. He says, let them hit the wall at 29. I got a lot of super chats. Good Lord. Thank you guys, brothers, man. He says, been uh, Jeremiah has been talking about the barbarians since 40 K subs. And that was on the first channel. That's over uh, almost 200 K subs, which will never get to 200 K. Um, they already dis disabled that one. All right. But, um, I've been talking about that since 40K on the main channel. Cheap Trump Hack says all those port cities are the ones that the tried to burn down and push the population to the middle of the country. Think things that make you go, hmm. Yep, Seattle was a big area that got flared up. Los Angeles, Portland. Uh, port cities are very susceptible. And they also do hold population. So anywhere that there's water, more people are going to be centered there. That's been going on since the Chinese Empire. Anywhere that there's water, great groups of people will uh, gather there. It's only natural. So you're going to have big population centers there. Just think about it. Anywhere there's not a lot of water, not a lot of people live there. Anywhere that there's a river, a lake, um, uh, uh, an ocean, a lot of people live there. So that's anyway or what it is. Anyway, like Chicago, Milwaukee, Lake Michigan, uh, Detroit, Lake Mich Michigan. Uh, Los Angeles, uh, Pacific Ocean, any of the Pacific Ocean areas, anywhere that's the Mississippi River. That's the importance of the Mississippi River. Most of those big cities are located right along the Mississippi. You can move stuff up and down the Mississippi, Memphis, St. Louis, all of them, Oklahoma City. I mean, I don't know if not, uh, 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 all of those southern cities, Shreveport, out down in New Orleans, all of that stuff. Florida, this is what makes them important. Um, and people are going to aggregate there. Uh, Jer Jeremiah Francis, the barbarian, is sitting on the living room couch at this point. Uh, and he says, the 2008-2008 never left. We quantitatively eased it away. Oh, that's another thing about that. I was going to add to that. Whatever we're financing now is what your grandkids, that's your grandkids' money. So whatever problems you're going through, low. So Jeremiah Francis saying we basically are living the results of 2008. Now it's basically with a house of cards. We just pushed it down the line. We pushed it down to a new generations of people. Well, we're in a recession. We're, we're in a situation where we have $30 trillion debt. And then we repent money or we call some sort of inflation or we play with the rate. Um, people don't get their student loan. So we push this thing. We finance a war. We push these things into what? to the future generations. And as you can see, they're playing with my stream. Uh, Mr. Shane Vicious, uh, you see that? My stream just tripping out. My stream tripping. <laughs> All right, so look, I'm going to come down off the camera. I'm going to come down off the camera uh, to help the stream. You see that? My stream star tripping. All right, all of a sudden, my internet going out. <laughs> That means it's time to go. All right. Now, as soon as I come off camera, now, why am I stream tripping? My stream was tripping. All right, so uh, let me put the camera on for a minute. All right, Jeremiah, I'm oh, sorry, Mr. Shane Vicious says the majority of the military are in support role anyway, so why not draft women? He says that would free up more men in combat roles. Uh, Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what they going to do? They going to get blown up. All right. Yeah. It, it, listen, you can't send people that aren't prepared to fight into fight. I mean, that's what's happening in Ukraine right now. They're going to get dusted up. 
Why they doing me like that? Most Blaze says Kanye said it empowered the school closed the prisons open. It's coming. It's coming. All right, H. Preston Brown. H. Preston Brown, we live in the United States of amnesia. Every week, every new manufactured crisis causes a reset. Well, it's a house of cards, yes. Um, I've been telling people, warning people of that. You guys didn't learn the lesson in 2008. Um, um, I've been doing mortgages and started doing mortgages in between coaching stints in 2005. I knew we were in for some ish. We never really got out of this house of cards that crumbled. Um, watch the movie, The Big Short. We never really recovered from it. What we did was we leveraged our kids and grandkids' future to give bonuses to companies and get them out of basically, what do they call it? Uh, we 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 saved these companies, these longstanding companies from, from collapsing, too big to fail. That's where that came from. Oh, these companies are too big to fail. Let's give them, let's give them money to survive. And then um, also, let's give bonuses. These people stepped, kept their bonuses, and we 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 cut, we printed out millions of dollars for these companies. Yeah, the bailouts do too big to fail. The bailouts, and then we let these companies. Uh, um, we kept them alive through our tax dollars and our leveraged our future. And then these people ran out and kept, made more money and got bonuses on top of that. What do you think the reason why we're in a situation we're in now, brothers? That's directly linked. There's a direct link from the, that past. All right. And it's going to be more and more. So Kanye said, empowered the schools closed and the prisons open. Uh, let's see here. Kuda, Nimbleware. Appreciate you, coach. Thank you, sir. Harold says, you coach, you sipping that lean or popping that perk? Dental surgery is no joke. Yeah, they tried to yank my damn teeth out my skull. I was like, calm down, lady. <laughs> But yeah, man, um, I'm popping perk. No, I'm on. I ain't on nothing today. Patrick M. The science changed. The political science, I guess. <laughs> it just poof. And uh, but I said that that was gonna happen. I told y'all it's gonna happen. Sau, and I told you knuckle draggers. I said you think they're just gonna have some sort of announcement come in and uh, oh nothing else going on in the world. All right, everybody, you can take your mask off. No more poke. No, nah, no, nah, just forget about it. Nope, they just swept it right underneath the rug, didn't they? They swept it right on out the rug while you worried about getting drafted. <laughs> You're like, like it, they they planned it so much, not planned it. They said it so much that you don't even care, bruh. It ain't even on the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this should have been big major news and they literally was like let's just drop it on them sweep like we lived this life for two years straight and when they announced it they just said sweep wow i think that is i mean i'm fascinated by it i knew it was coming and I'm going to guarantee you, many people won't even know it. They won't even know it. They'll go into New York. They, huh? They, you got no mask, huh? People still going to be wearing masks. And they literally said no more. Look, 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 look. Am I lying? There's people still going to be fighting about masks because they won't even realize it happened. It says eliminates. Where's the mask mandate right here? Hold on for a second. 
and people still gonna be fighting over it. Look, ends mask rule, ends New York City mask rule for schools. Big cities dropping where it is right here. This is still gonna be fighting over, bro. My my kids' school here it is right here on the other side of the country. Residents of Los Angeles County County no longer required as of Friday to wear masks at restaurants, bars, gyms, shops, and other businesses. But Los Angeles keeping the uh, poke mandate for indoor business. Uh, New York right here. Illinois lifted uh, face mask requirements for indoor spaces on Monday. Boston will lift similar requirements on Saturday. Chicago stopped requiring proof of VAC to dine in the restaurants. U.S. Center of Disease, U.S. the CDC uh, said last week that most Americans can now safely take a break from wearing masks. Includes Y'all ain't even ready for it. Y'all don't even know. New York City Eric, the mayor, Eric Adams, declared it a time to celebrate. And he stood in Times Square on Friday and said the city needs to recover. And that, quote, we are not going to allow C-19 to define us. Man, this stuff is so damn quiet. Did y'all see this celebration? I didn't see nothing. <laughs> oh my God. What a world. Um, SAU Engineria, Hector and Armando trimming companies, uh, the trimming company, Nasty Boys, Gordita Lover in the house. All right, shout out to the uh company out there doing all the uh the the landscaping. This donation in pure respect for you, brother. You saved the future, me. Here's a, ha have a good Friday, my friend. Give me the good boy pat on the head. You're such a good man. Absolutely. Shout out to you. Go to war, young man. No, new theory. This uh, they did it as a cash grab to prop up the Western economy for a little longer. Uh, life like existence, biotech, but for society. Oh, mm. which part they did the, the, the 19? Well, they didn't prop it up. Uh, I see what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying there. Uh, Adrian, real coach, because of the racism, the science don't work the same. Hit us with the buzzer. <clears throat> Lorenzo Davis, CGA. Can I get a shout out for Scott Hall from the original New World Order? Ayo, he is in the hospital. He fell and broke his hip. Too sweet. Shout out to him. Best wishes for his recovery. Shout out to Scott Hall. Very influential for me. All right. Have him walking in with the surf walk in. Hey, yo, shout out to Dexter Barnes says Russia is a cat's paw. He says they are always some sort of crisis every two years. 2014, they had ISIS, Zika, ice, uh, 2018, me also. Oh, oh, he's talking about everywhere there's a new crisis. Yeah, man. I mean, haven't we learned? Baby boomers be going nuts. A star says, coach, look, uh, look all the ones that are quiet. China, North Korea, Iran, they're waiting to see how it turns out so they can throw down. And why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? It's going to be like, you know, they quiet as hell, quiet as a church mouse. 3LM3, what happened to Tom Likas? He's still alive, but he, 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 he lost his voice significantly, and he turned into a raging liberal. <laughs> so he kind of lost his weight in terms of his audience, but he doesn't have the same voice. Um, he's older and frailer. And, um, you know, he took a position, you know, he, he was very like anti-Trump and then anti, he was not anti-vac. He was the opposite. He was like really, really pro-vac, pro-mask. And then, you know, most of the audience were men and mostly probably right-leaning men. And so he, he still does a radio show, but he turned into like before he was a, would be considered very right-winging leaning. And then 
And then lately, the last few years, he turned very left. All right. But that's just, that's just his thing. All right. Uh, if you I follow him on Twitter, he turned very left. All right. And it's kind of like, wow. Like, you know, he was kind of like one of those people like, what happened? I think he's still alive. He's still alive, though. He says, I think he was always liberal, but I think maybe, yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, Jeremiah Franz, people will still have to ish. And even during the peak of C-19, when I called for sewer and water a service call, they said, come in, come on in. Thank you very much for coming in. The barbarian issues also. So he's shouting out big upping his plumbing business. They still got to take dumps. Sorry for the call in today. Uh, shout out to Jay Rodriguez. Appreciate you, brother. And sorry for the stream struggle stream. It's day, baby. Coach, my ex-wife said, just said, I am all for, I am, I'm all for whatever our son wants to do. She doesn't get it. He'll be 15 here shortly. What is she talking about? Is she talking about her living, him living, his living arrangement? All right, Reese Man, Texas, dumbing down the education system, entertainment, LG, LGBQ, and giving mediocre news has been planned for 30 years. I'll, and plus, I'll read this back in the 90s, or I read this back in the 90s, now we're here. Yeah, we've been dumbed down. The masses have been dumbed down. All right, our education system is one of, it's not, as a, as a first world developed nation, our education system is, is tragic. It's tragic. We're focused on the wrong things. We don't focus on physical fitness as much. Um, it's tragic across the board. We don't educate. We politicize a whole bunch of things. Sorry for the drag here and the delay. We put in there. I don't know what they're doing to my stream. We politicize everything. Um, we're leaning a lot into preserving and protecting minorities to the point where um, we lower the bar significantly for test achievements. We've gotten rid of the standardized tests because they were so-called racist. Um, and then uh, people don't educate themselves. They they don't press for tutors. We claim people have white privilege or family, which is normally family privilege because people can't keep their prick in their pants or they can't stop procreating, thus creating generations of kids that can't do a damn thing. All right. And so we got to dumb down and lower the bar for everybody else. Um, it's It's tragic. It's tragic. And then people leave high school education, don't know nothing. They don't know a damn thing. And then they think they know everything. That's the whole part of the rest of the thing. They think they know everything. And if you look at the, 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 if you look at what people are doing in terms of consuming versus producing, we don't can produce anything. We overly consume everything. China got us by the balls or the short hairs, as we would say. And um, we dumb everything down and people get useless degrees uh, that really don't translate into much knowledge or information. Um, and then they, then these people come out with degrees and then we're supposed to be treating them like um, um, we're supposed to be treating them like you're educated. All right. What you've been doing, what you've been doing is not been educated. You've been um, what we call indoctrinated uh, to believe something and believe you have a skill. You don't have no skill. You don't have the ability to do anything. You just been told some knowledge. Like what ability do you have to do? Most of the time it's very much limited, but you spend 30, 40, 50, $80,000, sometimes $120,000 to be able to do one thing. And most of the time when you exit that university, you don't remember nothing that you're supposed to do until you apply experience to it. So why should I have to educate you? Couldn't I have just trained you to do it? Why did you have to do $80,000 worth of work to do it? Busy work to learn how to do it when you don't even know nothing. By the time you get to the, 
to the job, you got to be retrained and recertified to do something. It's crazy. I can go on and on about the education, dumbing down of the education system. Um, it's it's absolutely tragic. Tragic. And then when you think about the amount of what, what who the teachers are, most of the teachers, people who are teaching, they have no ability to do anything but teach your kid. Like if you gave them, okay, instead of you teaching math, be an accountant, they couldn't do it. They don't know enough math to be able to do it, right? They couldn't even do it. They wouldn't even be able to be able to achieve doing it. So anyway, the agency NYC, just as the coach preached about uh, for years, now that the barbarian is at the gate, he says, maybe we can send the army of strong, independent women to fight the Red Army, coach. Once again, proven right. I said that they will back down. They will bow out. In the age of where we had all of this independence and strong and strength and equality, as soon as you're going to be tested, equality gone. It's out of here. It's absolutely a prediction that came true. Jeremiah Franz just plugging opportunities for young men in Columbus, Ohio. If the, if you uh, they are looking for 100 men to train in plumbing trade, uh, pay after five years of school is $60 an hour. School is paid by contractor. This is a mass. There's a massive, massive trade shortage. Uh, so for the guys that want to get your hands dirty, there is work. And I don't think you guys have time to pick and choose what you want to do. That time is ended. You need to work on necessity at this particular point. The days where you can say, no, I want to be trained to do this type of thing. Unless it's STEM, you don't have that choice. Um, if you're saying my ancestors built this country so I don't have to do this type of work, that ship is sailed. All right. You, we're, we're going back to need-based employment. Uh, saying that you're a risen and a certain, so you want to be middle class or you don't want to mow lawns anymore, that ship is sailed because there's a lot of immigrants coming in to do that work and there's not much work for you to do in the middle. All right, there's not much more. What? There's no more office jobs. Those jobs are gone. Sitting in the air-conditioned office, those jobs are just disappearing like this. Stay out of here. You got to get my bag and run. <laughs> especially for men and especially for black men. Them jobs are disappearing. So you better get into sales. You better learn how to sell. Not sell a boat. Sell something. Sell a product. Sell some jeans. Sell some shoes. Sell some cars. Sell some real estate. You better learn how to sell. And all of that stuff. All right. You better learn how to do that quickly. You better learn how to operate on a machine. You better learn machinery, trade. Your little, your little degree ain't going to do much anymore. All right. So, and, and pay scale and one income ain't going to do it. Uh, two incomes and two separate adults in two incomes ain't barely going to cut it. So be after it. And then he says, I'm virginly told, begrudgingly told, I'm sorry, I begrudgingly took on plumbing and pipe fitting. I am so thankful everyone needs it. It is not sexy. It is hard. Sometimes my hands are rough, but it is good money. And Roberto, sorry, Robertson Tirado, 43 million uh, in American are illiterate, growing by the millions a year. America is about fun and sneakers. Uh, no reading or desire to learn. Yeah, it's actually ignorant for you to learn. Um, and um, many kids, they're eighth graders reading at fourth grade level. They're 12th graders reading at seventh grade level. Many people don't read anymore. Um, you just listen. This is how propaganda is spread. So this is what somebody was talking about. This was planned a year ago. 
Uh, they don't want you to be smart. As a matter of fact, your kids go to school and they come out talking about LBG and racism and all that. They got like, where's arithmetic? Where's the arithmetic homework? Where's the history homework? Where, where's that homework at? No. Teaching your kids how to protest. All right. I, I'm, man, my kids don't need to know how to protest. All right. My kids need to know how to do some damn math. All right. Shout out to Fear the Nun. Shout out to you with the $3 super chat. Apologies about the call in show. All right. Uh, but we got to get up out of here. It's Friday. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, Jeremiah France is a highly skilled man who has uh, your knowledge. Coach is a very dangerous man. You cannot be caged. All right. They can try to stop me, but they can only hope to contain me around this bad boy. And uh, no matter what I do, I will always have an opinion. So you can try to take that away, but it ain't never going to happen unless you institute the gulag around here. And True Black says better learn to develop it, program it or fix it. That's where the money is going forward. Rest in peace to the callers of the call-in show. We'll have it back. Oh, ask Coach Greg Adams. We'll have a call-in show this weekend, Sunday afternoon. Shout out to the Coach Gang. I got money. And we out of here.